Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Welcome to the Commercial Pilot Podcast. This episode brought to you by the Ground School Academy, groundschoolacademy.com, the number one rated online ground school, weekly workshop webinars, monthly mock check rides, over 400 videos, private, uh, over, geez, 300 videos for our instrument pilots, a lot of great, great stuff in their commercial pilot ground school uh, in the works up to the new Airman Certification Standards. Be watching for that. I'll keep you up to date. Guys, I want to thank you so much for making this podcast series part of the top five in iTunes. In fact, this uh, past week, we we released that entire uh, podcast series, five podcasts, the Private Pilot Podcast, the Instrument Pilot Podcast, the Commercial Pilot Podcast, the CFI Podcast, as well as Inspire Aviation, five podcasts, all five podcasts as of this recording own the top five spots in the iTunes charts in the aviation category. It's thanks to you guys and your dedicated listenership, your comments, your subscribing to this in iTunes. You guys make this happen. You guys keep us going. Thank you for being a blessing to myself, my beautiful wife, our daughter Ella, this great team here at M0A.com. It's you guys that we do this sort of stuff for. So continue to share the great word of M0A.com. Today's topic is... First aviation jobs, really. What are some jobs we can earn as low-hour commercial pilots? And it's funny enough, um, some of the ideas I share, um, I've held all these positions except one of them. Uh, I'll share with those uh, some stories from those jobs um, as well. See, here's the thing. We think that a commercial pilot that wow, I can start earning money as a commercial pilot. And yes, you can, but jobs are few and far between. They're hard to come by. Just because you're a commercial pilot doesn't mean, uh, you know, employers are going to come banging down your door to give you a flying job. In fact, they're hard to come by when you have low time, especially the, you know, the economy is certainly getting better now. There's very qualified pilots out there sitting in hiring pools, waiting to get hired. You as a three, 400 hour commercial pilot, let's say, what opportunities are out there for you? Well, we're going to go through some of those. You know, it's tough though, with the, especially with the FAA really cracking down on airlines you know, the, these new ATP requirements and, you know, first officers requiring uh, just a lot more than they used to, that there's some couple thousand hour guys that are still instructing and looking for other, you know, odd jobs to kind of um, pay the bills. Uh, there's a very qualified group of pilots out there right now. So what can we as three and 400 hour pilots, let's say, find uh, find jobs as. Well, 
again, early, my very first aviation job um, was, well, there was really two of them because it kind of happened back to back. The first was as a banner towing pilot, as crazy as that might sound. Um, my banner towing career was short lived though, because life as a banner towing pilot is not glamorous and it's actually fairly dangerous. In fact, funny story, I like to teach through stories. Um, this is how short-lived my banner towing career was. I was hired on as a banner towing pilot. Great. I'm like, man, finally a chance to make some money at this aviation game. My very first banner tow flight was with my banner towing instructor. He's going to teach me everything he knew about towing banners. He put me in the left seat, said, Jason, and let me just explain how banner towing works real quick so you guys understand this. Um, when you take off, obviously you don't take off with the banner. You have to swoop down and pick up the banner. So you have this Batman-style grappling hook that is attached to the tail of your airplane. You can't take off with that hanging out behind you either. So you take this, this big grappling hook and you literally have it on your lap. And the thing is like 15 pounds and it sits on your lap and you leave your window open because the rope has to go out, which is back to your tail. You take off, once you get airborne, you release the hook and then you come around and you swoop down and you pick up the banner. The banner, they put this rope literally, picture like a football, American football goalpost. And there's a rope in between it and you're supposed to swoop Swoop down, throw your grappling hook perfectly through that goalpost, pick up the banner, and go from there. If you haven't seen it, find some videos on YouTube or go out to your local airport. It's a very neat thing. It's also it's a dangerous profession, no doubt. So my very first, and I don't tell you the story to talk you out of becoming a banner towing pilot. I'm just telling you my experience because I've held every job I'm going to mention to you except one. We take off. And the gentleman teach me, says, all right, Jason, throw the grappling hook out the window because we just, we just became airborne. He didn't tell me, you know, hey, um, throw it down or, 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 you know, gently throw it. I took that 15-pound grappling hook and I chucked it out the window. It went around with so much inertia that it went around our rudder and latched to itself on the other side and latched our rudder in a full deflection and a full deflection to the right. Literally, picture, I threw this grappling hook out, it went out around our rudder, around our entire tail, and latched back to itself, just my luck. So here I am on the upwind with this serious crab angle, because not only do I not have rudder, I've got full deflection in one direction. So we had to come around and give it my best crosswind landing, even though there wasn't a crosswind, just based on what my where my rudder was stuck. Um, that was my first experience as a banner tower and my last experience because I realized maybe I'm not cut out for this banner towing stuff. This is a little bit too dangerous for me, maybe. Um, and that was the end of my banner towing um, career. My next job was as a traffic pilot. And you think, what is a traffic pilot? I thought helicopters did that. Well, they do. But in some places, and this is a dying profession, unfortunately, with the technology of cameras. I mean, back when I was doing it, camera technology wasn't far enough along to where it is nowadays. Now they'll replace this with a drone, maybe even, um, that I would fly a 172 
And I would fly it around Jacksonville, Florida. And there's a little beltway, 295, 9A beltway. And I would fly that two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening, four hours each day, seven days a week. Who wouldn't want to get four hours each day and get paid to do it? Well, uh, that's how I racked up. You wonder how am I approaching 10,000 hours? Well, a couple thousand of it was doing traffic. Oddly enough, funny story, the airplane I did traffic in was 7159 Quebec. When the traffic gig got canceled, the gentleman who was doing the traffic after me said, Jason, bummer news, the DOT put up traffic cameras. Uh, They don't need us anymore. And I just did an overhaul in 7159 Quebec. I said, that's funny. I just so happened to be in the market for an airplane. So it really really worked out uh, uh, well. And I was able to purchase the airplane that I had done all that traffic flying in, oddly enough. Um, So traffic jobs are a little bit harder to come by um, just because of how technology has changed, but there's certainly a market for being a traffic pot. I would fly around and I report to the DOT or local radio stations um, about the accidents. You know, hey, there's a backup uh, on, uh, you know, the JTB highway and it goes back to the, and I would just give all these instructions and all these traffic updates as I, I just fly circles around Jacksonville. Um, and I could spot any road uh, from the air, but you put me on the ground. I'm like, well, I, I would know where I'm at from the air, but I'm not a good navigator on the ground through Jacksonville, but I can sure navigate you uh, to any intersection uh, in the air. It's funny how that works. Um, another aviation job I had, keep in mind, I was you know four or 500 hours with those first two jobs. And even with this next job kind of came about as I was being a traffic pilot. And this goes to show you the power of just hanging around the airport. These aren't jobs, just where did I find these jobs? They weren't on Craigslist. They weren't on monster.com or whatever. Um, I found these jobs by just being active at the airport, by being an airport bum. You know, I I spent a lot of time unpaid at the airport just hanging out in the FBO, just meeting people who needed things, doing maintenance flights for people to make a little bit of money. A lot of people aren't so crazy about taking their airplane up uh, after an overhaul or after an annual. They wanted somebody with some more experience to go up and, hey, make sure that mechanic did everything right, Jason. I was that test pilot, basically. I did a lot of stuff like that. One of my other jobs, and this is, you know, maybe specific to the coast, but I did fish and like wildlife animal spotting. I know it sounds nuts, but there would be commercial fishermen that would pay us to go up and spot, you know, schools of fish and read back the longitude and latitudinal coordinates so they could go and then find those fish. We worked with uh, Fish and Wildlife and some conservation groups who did, uh, I called it whale watching essentially, but they had these tracking device on these whales. And we would uh, go up with one of the, the, the whale watch individuals in an aircraft and fly off the coast and they would have the GPS tracking device and we would go and find these whales and they would track their patterns and see if their the, the whale family had grown. And it sounds so crazy, but things like that. There's a, aviation is such a great tool for these, these conservation groups that do that. I wouldn't have never found that job if I wasn't being an airport bum and just hanging out there. As a low-time commercial pilot, you can also get a gig as a ferry pilot. Somebody sells an airplane to somebody, you know, a few states away or buys an airplane a few states away and they need, you know, they they don't feel comfortable flying it back. They want somebody else to go with them or they just don't want to fly it back. Um, You can get a gig as a ferry pilot. 
You can do this domestically. I have very good friends of mine that do this literally internationally. A very good friend of Ashley and I's, uh, uh, Chelsea uh, Abington Welsh. You guys have probably seen her in some of our videos. She was uh, Ariel Tweedo's flight instructor on Flying Wild Alaska. Um, she does crazy ferry flights to Belize, to Indonesia, to China. I mean, she has stories about flying in Chinese airspace that would blow your mind. I mean, we know aviation is sort of frowned upon, at least general aviation. Um, you know, for her to get in and out of there, she's been in holding patterns for two, three hours wondering, am I going to have enough gas until the Chinese government makes up their mind on whether they're going to let me in or not? Um, crazy stories, pictures of her in a bonanza where it's just her and about 10 other fuel tanks. Um, she's got some crazy stories. There's a great new series. It hasn't got as much press as I wish it would on ferry pilots. Um, you know, we've seen Flying Wild Alaska. We've seen Airplane Repo. Those are really the big ones. But there's a ferry pilot show out there uh, as well that hasn't got as much buzz as I wish it would because anytime aviation is on TV, it's a great thing. Uh, but it hasn't got as much buzz. But look that up as well. Um, what about being a personal pilot for somebody? Again, every job I'm listening to you right now, I've done. Um, I was a ladies' grocery boy, <laughs> as silly as that sounds. So here's the story. There was a very, very wealthy lady who owned her own private island in the Bahamas. She carved out a little 2,000-foot runway. That was like 2,300 feet, mostly sand and seashells. And she bought a Beach Baron, which was barely enough airplane to get in and out of there. I had to make sure I came in real light. And she would literally call me from her satellite phone and say, Jason, I need this, this, and this. I would write down her shopping list. I would then go to the grocery store. I'd buy everything she needs. I would hop in her Baron. I would fly to this little island, the Bahamas land, give her her groceries, and then I would fly back and wait a month or two for another phone call. I was an aviation grocery boy, if that doesn't sound silly enough. Hey, it was multi-engine time. It was flying the Bahamas. I always waited for the day that some weather would sock me in and I'd have to get stranded on this, this you know, Bahama Island. Uh, day never happened, unfortunately. But um, it's just funny. That just one lady lived by herself on this private island, and I would go get supplies for her and groceries for her. Uh, quite the life for her, quite the gig for myself as well. Certainly really, um, you know, enjoyed that gig. But you can be a personal pilot for individuals. I know plenty of friends who've done this for local businesses in town that need a personal pilot, can't quite afford to buy a jet just yet. So they buy a Sierra. So they buy a 182 or a 210. They, you know, this, um, a place to look is, uh, in the legal field with these lawyers who are a, a growing practice that need to do depositions all around the state or something like that. They need to travel quickly. I have plenty of friends that do that for lots of, you know, growing and budding legal firms uh, in the state of Florida and just around that they, they work with like that. So being a personal pilot for some of these companies is something to certainly look at. Another option is companies like AirNet. AirNet's been around for a long, long time. They're a great company. Uh, I've been to their, their home base in Ohio. They do a lot of great stuff. And they're, they're essentially a cargo company. But you can fly for AirNet in a Baron, in a 210, and there's upgrade opportunities into their Lear 25s, which they actually maintain fairly well. And it's a good growing company and a chance to get in um, 
you know, flying some aircraft that aren't quite too far from what you've been flying, a Bear and a 210. I mean, it's, it's certainly an upgrade, um, but it, it, it's it's something else to to look at there. Uh, and again, that's, you know, I haven't looked at AirNet uh, in, in years. Maybe their fleet has certainly changed, but they're smaller cargo companies that do halfway decent maintenance. You got to make sure they're ma- up in, to snuff in the maintenance department and watch those little things. But there are low time aviation jobs you can get. You know, a lot of people think I'll become a commercial pilot, go straight to CFI, but CFI takes some time to become a CFI. And even then, you know, you're a great pilot, but are you a great business person? It's hard to get those jobs and it's tough to be both a business-minded individual as well as a pilot. Sometimes it's nice to just say, hey, I'll become a CFI, let the flight school send me business uh, because you don't want to worry about that. And that's fine too. Um, it's things like that, guys. Banner towing, traffic pilot, wildlife pilot, ferry pilot, personal pilot. Look into companies like Airnet. There's a few other ones. I don't want to name names. I want to make sure they're all still in business first. But um, little companies like that you can look at. Little opportunities you can seize until you become a flight instructor. Just a great way to build some time and offset some costs. Maybe you guys have some tips out there as well as some companies, some ideas you have. Be sure to leave us a comment. Guys, thank you for making this podcast series number one in the iTunes aviation category. It's thanks to you guys uh, being dedicated listeners, followers of M0A.com and everything you guys do. I thank you for that. I thank you for being a blessing to myself, my beautiful wife, Ashley, our gorgeous daughter, Ella, this great team here at M0A. Look forward to seeing so many of you guys over at AirVenture. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.